Welcome to Sweet, what is it? Sweet Streams. The Sweet Streams Podcast. The Sweet Streams Podcast. What, like. what is the Sweet Streams Podcast? You know, I guess we'll figure that out as we go. But as of right now, as, as simply stated as it can be, is movie uh, review. Ideally, movies that you could get on sh- basic streaming services. I'm talking uh, Netflix, HBO, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Um, uh, anything else? Shutter, maybe. YouTube, like if it's free. Well, where did we watch this week? This week, this week we watched that Denzel movie, The Little uh, Things, twenty twenty one. This is available on HBO Max. HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons I wanted to watch this one, well, I love Denzel, but also this is the first of the. Are you aware? Of, are you aware of everything happening with Warner Brothers and HBO Max? What's going on with Warner Brothers and HBO Max? So, in case anyone's listening to this after uh, at a later date, we're 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 doing this at the height of the coronavirus pandemic. Is it the height? I mean, I think number wise, I, I mean we have the vaccine, so it's the the end is in sight. But right. more people are sick now than ever. Yeah. And movie theaters are closed, and so really no movies came out last year. Like some in the beginning of the year, maybe. Like I remember Invisible Man, very fun. Invisible Man, Onward was the last movie I saw in theaters. Yeah, but then once everything shut down, a lot of th- a lot of studios started releasing content online, starting with like Trolls World Tour. That was the first big <laughs> one. That was groundbreaking. Like the f- that was, th- I think Universal made like. 50 million or something like that and that proved that oh this might actually work people will pay to watch movies at home right but then wonder woman 1984 kept getting pushed back it was supposed to come out around christmas mm. and then they make the announcement we're going to release it on christmas day in theaters where it's allowed but also you can stream it on hbo max did you see that i did it sucked it sucked i did not see it however after a couple weeks later they say you know what all of 2021 Every movie, every Warner Brothers movie is going to go straight to HBO Max, which really sent shockwaves through the industry. Mm. What do you think about that? Did, did you wish that you were in a theater watching this movie? This did feel like I was thinking that. When this movie first started, I was like, oh, this is a theater movie. This is a movie you're supposed to watch in a theater. There's one scene in particular. Rami is like going to a crime scene. He has like a, but like the power is out in this building. So he has like a flashlight and he's going looking at the dead body and stuff. Yeah. And it's like a little bit creepy, I guess. But then all of a sudden, the lights come back on and the music starts playing really loud. Yes. And that was when I was like, okay, I would, that would have been better in a theater. A bit better in a theater surrounded by people. I, d- I did feel like that because I was like, oh, was that supposed to be a jump scare? Because I did not. It didn't jump. I didn't jump on that scare. I was almost anticipating it. But honestly, I think for this movie in particular, I would have liked it even less in theater because it's, it's just so slow. But that's also a reason why that I feel like it's a theater movie is because honestly, if we didn't have that enough to watch it for this podcast, I wouldn't have went back after I fell asleep for that first, you know, half hour. I probably would have stopped after the first twenty minutes. Honestly, just been like, eh, this is too much or whatever. I don't know. It's just hard to watch a movie like that. But having it be in a theater, you're forced to like sit there the whole time. And so I think I would have resented it more if I had to sit through it in a theater. Yes, but it but that's why it's a theater movie. Kind of, it forces you to watch the whole thing. Also, just like the way it was shot felt like very much like it was supposed to be cinematic in a theater, low light kind of thing. Yeah, it's weird looking movie. Like, there's like, I didn't like like that. It had like a glossy, glossiness to it that felt like not real. I don't know. I didn't. It felt a little bit like there wasn't any um, 
character in the filmmaking of it. it there was yeah. no, there wasn't anything. The guy unique. who directed this, John Lee Hancock, his other famous films are The Blind Side. Mm. Blind Side was good. Yeah, but like this, f- maybe you should stick to stuff like that. I don't know if he pulled this off completely. The tone of this. <clears throat> no, I think. Wouldn't it be great if Sandra Bullock played Robbie Malley's character? Maybe a female. Yeah. That would have been good. Would have worked. Or, you know who else? John Denzel Washington and John David Washington. <laughs> that would have been sick. He's an actual father-son. I'm sure that's going to come at some point. They'll be in a movie together. That would be cool. Do you know who was he? Is? Was he in anything? Who? His son? Yeah, he was in Black Klansman. He was in Tenet this summer. Okay, I missed all those movies. He's actually a really talented actor. He's great. That would have been great in this He's movie. like another Denzel. we got like another Denzel coming. Wow. Um, Just in time. But, uh, okay, so... But, so HBO is planning on releasing more movies like this? Like... I guess, like, crazy. indefinitely for the future? Uh, at least through 2021. What's supposed to... Do you know They're going to be titles? on... So, this movie was, like, on HBO Max. They're taking it out for 28. It's, like, a limited window. But other titles include, like, Dune. Oh, that's going to be on HBO. Which is kind of a bummer. I would, like... Hope. That seems like something I really would like, like to see in a theater. There are other big ones. Should I pull it up? I gotta finish reading that book. I have like another hundred pages. Yeah, I gotta finish reading that as well. But Dune is something I would love to see in the theater. Yeah, same. The Matrix Four. Whoa, new Matrix. Godzilla versus Khan. Oh, I saw the did trailer for trailer? that. I did. Sick trailer. One of the best trailers of all time. It felt like it was like what? What could the plot possibly be in this <laughs> there's, movie? There's, there, there's, you know, Kyle Chandler, the actor. Kyle Chandler. Yeah, there's a scene where Kyle Chandler. Uh, the moment in the trailer where Kyle Chandler's just like, he's like talking to like a lab full of people or something. He's like, Godzilla's out there hurting people and we don't know why. <laughs> we don't know why. And then it just shows Godzilla like laser a skyscraper. I'm excited to see that and movie. And then there's Rebecca Hall, another great actress. There's a moment in the trailer where she's like, they're like, who, who's going to bow to who? And they're like, the two are fighting. She's like, Khan bows to no one. And then it shows Khan <laughs> I'm so pumped for that movie. But also a movie I'd like to see in the theater. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! You gotta watch that in a the theater. Mortal Kombat. Would it be great to go get drunk and go watch that movie with like a group of people? Yeah, I mean, some of these movies we will be able to see in theater. Hopefully, it's just that they will also like. Th- this movie is released in some theaters. The little things. Yeah. Um, Mortal Kombat. Don't know much about that. There's no theaters open in New York, right? No. The Tom and Jerry movie. Just another one. Oh, that's a. That's not. That's an animated thing. The new, LeBron James Space Jam. Never seen the original Space Jam, but I'll check it out. Love, love LeBron. The little things, and then Dune is the biggest one. <laughs> also, Zack Snyder's director's cut, which is gonna be horrible. <laughs> the <laughs> Snyder cut. When is Dune supposed to come out? October, I believe. Oh, I bet theaters will be open by then. Yeah, but the thing is, they're still gonna do it. They're there. still gonna do it on HBO. And people are pissed. I'm watching it in the theater. Actors and shit are pissed because actors and the people who had like deals based on like back-end points for losing yeah. so much money because of this. They really fucked a lot of people. That sucks. So this movie, The Little Things, was released on HBO Max. It will be on HBO Max until February so 28th. Is it and then it will be Bro- taken off of HBO Max. Oh, is it a Warner Brothers movie? Yeah. yeah. Warner Brothers, AT&T owned all the same parent company as HBO Max. So, because <sighs> HBO Max, as a streaming service, hasn't has really underperformed like the Disney Pluses and certainly Netflix is in terms of subscriber numbers but as a user I think it might be my favorite I think it w- we'll get into that as we discuss as a streaming service it might be the best content library I think 
I think that's true. Yeah. Especially for people our age, I think. Their movies are great. They have a bunch of better movies than Netflix. Better movies. Just their quality is, is more important. And then for TV and stuff, it's like you have all the HBO stuff. That's that's huge. Right. Big fan of HBO. I'm a huge HBO guy. This movie wasn't as big of a fan of. This movie. What is this movie even about? The little things. Oh, because now we're going to summarize it. Summarizing it for this. So at this Let's point, it's spoiler like a, alert, right? Uh, should we do spoilers? I, I think we sh- there should be a point where we're like, all right, now spoilers start. We can't never talk about. It. We can't never okay, spoil. Okay, well for it. this section, let's do like a back and forth. Oh no, maybe this this might need spoilers. We can try. Okay, so here's here's my experience of this movie. By the way, I watched. I started watching it. Um, it got about an hour in. Got to a point. Like, I don't even think Jared Leto was in the movie yet. I fell asleep. Was fell it asleep. night? Was it nighttime? It was It was around 7 p.m. I fell asleep from about 8 p.m. until uh, 1 in the morning. <laughs> and then... Did the movie continue playing as you, like the movie had completed on your laptop, or you turned it off? No, it cont- I was listening to it. It continued playing, uh, but I fell asleep, and I woke up. I did look. I was like, I'm f- feeling myself falling asleep. Let me look at the time code so I can come and finish this later. So then I watched that. It was like about 56 minutes, and I was like, okay listened to a little bit more of it before I fell asleep in about two minutes, then went back to it and finished the movie. Took you two tries. Took you two tries. Took me two tries. Took me yeah. two tries. I knew I had to watch this movie because I knew we were going to do it on the podcast, so I did it when I came home yesterday. I put it on. And <laughs> I, I, I wish I fell asleep <laughs> at, at certain point. What is this? So it's we follow Denzel. Denzel's our main man. He's sort of a we when when we start when we start off we don't know much about him but he's like a low level cop he's like a cop who's like still in uniform he's not like a detective he's a, some kind of co- cop or but he's deputy old, or but he's really old so we're like hmm, what's you you wouldn't you would think Denzel wouldn't be just a run of the mill <laughs> uniform on the street so what's going on here and then th- 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 <laughs> then what then what happened I don't um, let me think there's also this guy Rami Malek who is. Um, a suit. He's, he's uh, he wears a suit. He's the level of cop that you can wear. You exactly. Can wear. He's I guess he's a detective. Yeah. Um, but then also Denzel feels like a detective. Well, or he helps him in like a way that's like I'm well, also no, a one, detective. Once Denzel, once Rami Malek sees Denzel, he's like he says to some other guy, he's, he's like, "Who's that guy?" And they're like, "That's Joe Deacon." Ooh. And it's like, oh, oh, is that shit. is that the name? Yeah. That's so funny. And it turns out that Joe Denzel Deacon. Denzel used to be in LA in Los Angeles homicide detective and was fired or sent away to this like low level job somewhere else in like northern California. For a reason that we we find out later. Yeah, but in Rami Malk for all intents and purposes took his position in the force. Right. But he's like a legendary detective Denzel, <laughs> in the community. Like, a disgraced. He's disgraced, but also is like his detective skills are unmatched. He's just like, right. and like right away he comes in and he's just like better at being a detective than Rami Malek is. Where does this take place, by the way? I think L.A. Oh, it's in L.A. I think it, it's Denzel, like r- rural L.A., right? Yeah, I think Denzel has been. Well, I have the, 
I pulled up the actual description. So okay. Kern County Deputy Sheriff Joe Deacon is sent to Los Angeles for what should have been a quick evidence-gathering assignment. Instead, he becomes embroiled in the search for a serial killer who is terrorizing the city. So right. we should also say a serial killer is on the loose. That was the opening scene. It's like a girl driving a car, and yeah. she's being followed by another car. I was into that. I was into... I was into that, too. I was like, okay, this is but a full movie. But then she survives. She doesn't get killed, this girl. She survives by, like, a running in front of a truck. Yeah, and then it's like, okay. I <laughs> actually got out. But, so they're working together, and then... Try to get to regain our train of thought. So wait, so so they try to solve the murder. So have we entered into the point of spoilers where we should just start talking about the plot nitty gritty wise? I think yeah, let's just sure. Go okay, ahead. I mean if you haven't seen the little things by now, go, pause, go give it a watch, <laughs> and then come back. Yeah, <laughs> I think in the future we should try to set that back like a little, like a few, like halfway through, and then be like, all right, spoilers. We now. should have more more to say in the pre-spoiler section. I mean, we can just keep it going. I just like feel like I want to. I want to explain parts of the plot, but now I'm now I'm now I'm afraid. I'm let's well, let's keep going with the plot. So okay, no spoilers yet. We, as we oh okay well okay unless we do let's just spoil it. All right, spoilers. And honestly, this is a movie that I wish someone told me the plot before. This I movie's it. a swing and a miss. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I thought uh, first. Well, okay. So we find out the reason. And I'm still a little confused about a lot of stuff in this movie, but the reason that Denzel was fired is because he was trying to find... He was on the case of this exact murder. <laughs> well, that's not even a big spoiler. So we find out that Denzel has investigated this murder before when he was a detective. We still don't know why he was fired. All right. So then... But he also just takes his shit way too seriously. He's like having hallucinations of... <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like... Gets like that motel room. And he just like puts a bunch of pictures of dead women on the wall and just like stare literally just like stares at them every night until he goes to sleep just with just in, in pitch black you know what was interesting which i did note as like probably my favorite part or the my biggest takeaway from this movie was that scene exactly he's like sitting in this really weird dingy motel room that i don't even know why he's he's just got needs a room because he's he's out he's out in kern county now he's he doesn't live in la but why now. go to like the grossest motel you can't like He's just a uniform, man. He doesn't have sorry, <laughs> detective money. Either way, he's sitting in the thing, and it's all lit, just all green. Yeah. There's just, like, green moonlight coming in through the window, and that's the whole scene. And I was like, well, for some reason, that actually works really well. It looks like night, and it's it's atmospheric, and he just has a flashlight, and he's shining it on these pictures of the prostitutes that are hanging on the wall. He's just really going in anywhere he wants. <laughs> and, he, and then he hallucinates that they're in the room with him. He's a troubled guy. Yeah, and but the, I, I watched the trailer for this and it like didn't seem great and I, like I wasn't that excited, but I was excited because I love Denzel, and I think he's like some sometimes when he's just like electric, it's like oh I could watch this over and over again. What's a good Denzel movie? Well, uh, when I went through his IMDb earlier, I realized there's a lot I love, but there's a lot of probably if you took like the consensus from what like uh, is highly regarded as like his best films, I, pr- I haven't seen like probably. 90% of them. Mm. I but, was because my impression of Denzel, I was never huge, or just I, I don't know Denzel very much like, in terms of his work. What I've seen recently of his was um, Fences. Yeah, well, he, I listed all the movies of his I like. Okay. Glory. Did, uh, didn't see it. Pelican Brief. Didn't see it. 
Yeah. game I just watched recently. I think that's my favorite. Okay. Now I can think why I don't know Denzel because I have not seen either. Have you seen Higar game? Higar game? I have not. Remember the Titans. Okay. I think I just missed Denzel as an actor. You don't. Oh, so you don't know Denzel Washington. I haven't seen any of those movies. That's bizarre. Glad to be hosting a movie podcast with you. He was in Roman J. Israel Esquire. Yeah. I was going to get to the ones I haven't seen. <laughs> but you haven't seen Remember the Titans? I haven't seen Remember the Titans. That's a great movie. Classic American Gangster. I think I might have. Uh, that sounds familiar. I might have seen that. When did that come out? Mm, like maybe like mid aughts. I'd say pre twenty ten. Pre twenty ten. Maybe twenty ten exactly, but around that time. I have no clue. Okay. I don't know if I. I never felt like I really knew. Taking a Pelham one two three. I have not seen that. Okay. Are these real movies? Are you Unstoppable. Making You're making these up. I saw Unstoppable. Good movie. Yeah. Flight. Oh. I've not seen it, but I know that movie. You know, funny thing about Unstoppable, that's one of Quint- that's literally one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite movies. Is the 2011 Tony Scott film Unstoppable? Really? Yeah. And the last one I put was Fences, which I love. Fences, yeah. Fl- Flight and Fences, amazing performances. But I'm interesting. Hit, I'm hit by both of those. I Flight is basically Sully. You know the movie Sully? Yeah. But it's like that exact thing. But he's a raging coke addict, and he was like on coke on the, when you saved the plane. He's like he's on coke the whole time. I think that makes the movie worse. I don't know. No, it's much better than Sully. I guess you're right. Sully was awful. Maybe if Tom if uh, Tom Hanks was just uh, his character was just also on coke the whole time. Because the problem with Sully is like we all this Sully is like a national hero that we all know, and it's like they just invented like a court case. <laughs> Like there was, ne- there was never a time when the public was doubting Sully. That w- <laughs> you, you can't just make a movie about that. That didn't happen. You know what was really weird about the movie? When did we turn on Sully? It was the end. The end when he's like, they like have the court case. And then there's some kind of weird like, I totally forget. But they all kind of like, he makes a joke and they all laugh. And they just show everybody laughing at this joke. And then it's just credits. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it was really bizarre. That movie sucked. The movie about if they just made it like about the plane crash, like saving that, that you couldn't have made like a two-hour movie about what it was like to like land in the water. Pick, I would have watched that. They should pick pick a character who's on the plane, show their whole life story as it parallels Sully's thing, and they're all on this plane. I don't need to see like some fabricated post-plane <laughs> crash backlash that Sully faces, which he didn't face. <laughs> Nothing a, but praise for the dude who yeah. landed a, a plane in the Hudson. Just resounding applause for this guy. Everyone survives. For like the entirety of 2011. All, all you could hear was how great this guy was. It's just, uh, I was going to go through the... <laughs> I was going to go through the Denzel movies I, had, I hadn't I had seen. Because I thought that would be interesting. But it, um, I get the sense you haven't seen it. Oh, let me go through... Let me go... Let me talk about my experience with Fences, by the way. Okay. When I saw Fences... I don't blame this movie necessarily, though I wasn't a huge fan from what I saw of it. But I saw this movie in theaters with a group of people. Um, this was what? Was freshman year of college for me, right? So it was like 2017, say. 2016 even. Yeah, probably 2017, probably the latter half. So I had like a test the next day or some something i was like kind of not fully up for being at a movie but i was like all right i'm going with a group i'll go to this movie i went to the movie the movie was going it felt very long i was totally not invested in this plot or whatever was happening with this (coughs) son or i don't even remember the plot of that movie but i think a lot of this is on you part of me was my attitude going into that movie but i did walk out of that movie 
like an hour ahead. Fences is great and, a great play. And that was before Movie Pass. I was like, I paid full price for this ticket, and I can't even finish this movie. I gotta leave. Fences. I saw like a screening of it, some sort of screening with a couple of friends. It was like a. I, I don't know if we like filled out. No, it was out. I believe it. I don't. So I don't think it was like we were filling out surveys, but it was some sort of odd screening that was like we were invited to. Did you have to give, uh, your thoughts on it? Like in terms. I don't remember giving. Maybe, but I don't remember doing that. But. I thought it was great. It's a great play. August Wilson is an amazing writer. And it's just a story about a family, the, the dramas that we all face. There's that scene where he's, his son asks if he likes him. Or, no, he's like, do you love me? Or no, is do you like me? And he's like, I don't got to like you or I something. I, I put food, I, I, I provide for you. <laughs> I put food on the table. I, I, I owe you a debt. You're my son. But I like it. Your black ass wasn't part of the movie. Denzel's great. <laughs> I, I don't think I... You reference Denzel a lot. I don't think I, I've, well, clearly I haven't seen a bulk of his movies. You're aware that Denzel's like one of the most I know he's an A-list actors. I would say he's an A-list actor. Multiple Oscar of, winner. In terms of his work, I, I don't know, you know, I'm not well-versed. I ha- Clearly I haven't seen any Some of this. Some movies I haven't seen, which I want to see, like Malcolm X, Philadelphia, The Hurricane, Training Day. Training Day seems good. It's him and Ethan Hawke. I would see Training Day. Man on Fire, Inside Man. You know they've made two equalizers. Inside Man, I saw. Really, that was good. It was. Is that the one with like Russell Crowe and Al Pacino? It's like a heist movie, oh, I think. I was thinking of The Insider. I think mm-hmm. they made two Equalizers. Who the hell knew that? Oh, Equalizer! I didn't see any of those. And then Roman J. I, I Roman never saw J. Roman J. But I remember this was. I think this was Movie Pass. But we there was we. So we literally had the chance to see every movie we wanted. And we saw movies that we never would have seen, but we just still never got it around was to like, see Roman dude, J. Because it, it was also like, wasn't it like over two hours? I and think it just took itself way too seriously, you could tell. Yeah, it was like, I could tell I don't want to see this. But that's not fair. Maybe one day we'll watch it for this podcast. There was podcast. that bit where um, we, we would do, we were like, we were like, it'd be like a cop yelling at teenagers in the street. It's like, you boys got to stop this sh- shenanigans, get in there and watch Roman J. <laughs> you guys got to watch Roman J. I'm telling you, you got to go in there and watch Roman J, man. With the character, he's like, that was my favorite movie of the year. I don't see why Roman J wasn't nominated <laughs> for more. <laughs> Did any of you watch Roman J. Israel Esquire? I don't think I've ever met anyone that has seen Roman God, J. It's Denzel Washington. What are you talking about? I don't. I think part of it was that it was like they wanted it to. I think it was like positioned as like they thought it would be like Oscar-y, but I think it just everyone thought it was bad. I don't think anyone liked that. Yeah. So it, I never got around to seeing it. Me either. But there are times, like I said, where Denzel's on fire. But the problem with him in this movie i I want i wanted more denzel electricity but he's very his character is very like subdued he's like a beaten up i think he's like got severe ptsd but not in like a but not in like a cinematic he's just like sad and quiet in this in little things yeah Yeah. it's yeah his character was honestly i guess like my favorite character in the movie just because he was kind of more interesting sure he's still denzel yeah but yeah that's a bad sign. If that's your, the favorite character, is just like this crazy dude who you never really see who he's he is. He's not even or, that crazy in like an exciting way. It's just like he he's, he does a good job of like conveying that he's troubled and like he certainly is crazy. He's hallucinating and stuff, but it's not like you could tell he's troubled. Oh my god, what's gonna happen with this guy? It's just like yeah, whatever. He's kind of nothing. It's almost it. like a lost cause. It's like oh, this guy's so. I remember at one point he goes to see like his ex-wife or something, and his eyes, are, and she says something like, or, or several people comment throughout the film like. 
I look in your eyes and it's not good, man. It's not good. <laughs> and it is true. His eye, he does look like completely dead behind the eyes. No, so but that's why you can't get behind him emotionally as a character. This is just a really scarred guy. It's like, yeah. The most animated he gets. It's like there's too much. There's so much story that must have happened before I even am watching this. It seems like this. The problem with this movie is it takes place after the movie. After took, the movie this, took place, yeah. Like after all the interesting stuff happened. Yeah. The most animated part. Uh, Thing, like the most his most when he gets the most i was feeling it the most was there's he so uh, girls get murdered he's talking to he goes to the morgue to examine the body or something mm-hmm. and the the mortician leaves oh, so yeah. he's alone with the corpse and he just has like a fucking straight up like five minute monologue he's talking to this corpse he does i did see but but a part, part of me was also like oh wait no that's later the corpse like turns to him and yeah. looks at him yeah, that was bizarre. And the woman, the uh, what's what what is what's her job? She's the she's a um, coroner, coroner or whatever. Uh, she. I think they were they fucking like I don't know. A that, lot of that. That felt like that was almost implied. She was. I mean, okay, now officially more spoilers here. Mm, let me think. If we haven't. Okay, but don't like done. spoil the end. You can talk about this woman here. I was gonna talk about this woman's relation to Denzel yeah. and why they know each other because she helped him. Uh, like, let's I'll hold that. that okay yeah. all right all right i'll hold it but yeah but but did that scene work for you because i mean it was bizarre I, it took me out it was like what the hell is this kind of but it was at least i could see okay denzel's having fun in this one at least this is the most like exciting if, this here's movie the thing honestly if he wasn't caught doing it by the woman that like saw him do this <laughs> i'd be like okay i could buy it because he's he's straight up just like whispering to this corpse for like <laughs> i swear it's three three minutes it's of screen like a time long conversation like what happened? You just, you, the handsome guy knocks on the door. You say, you let him, you have a little voice in your head that says, don't do it. But you say, uh, you only live once. And you were damn right. You only live once. You I'll should, be honest. You I should have d- listened to I couldn't even under, I couldn't even pay attention to what he was saying to her because I was just so caught up it guard is, by the fact he was talking to this corpse for so long. It's impressive that we get to see a scene where Denzel just like works himself up into shouting at a corpse. I also couldn't, I also just was thinking about the actress who plays this corpse. It just has to stand there. Don't breathe. While a lot Denzel, of naked corpses in this movie. A lot of naked corpses. If you're into that, great movie for you. Sure. And well, we should talk about another crazy, the other craziest part. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's continue with the plot. So, okay. I, I don't, I don't even, even know how much, oh, let's talk about Jared Leto, right? He, yeah, so he makes sort an of, appearance. Sort of by happenstance. It's not even like really like, a mystery they just like so they start investigating and then just like pretty immediately they f- they find jared leto <laughs> and it's like oh this was the guy that did it right but it's like not really clear if he did it because we also learned that jared leto has like a history of going around and confessing to other crimes and like knowing d- details that you shouldn't know but he's like hasn't like he's like a crime buff i think he's just like a freak right but there's this scene the reason that so we yeah, don't he describes himself as a crime buff right or yeah, like and it's like that he's confessed to a murder before that he didn't commit, but that he knew a lot about. <laughs> <laughs> but so we, but I mean, to the end. So right off the bat, that's that character. Throughout the movie, we don't know whether he actually did it or not. But the reason that the reason that Denzel really thinks he does is they do like a good cop bad cop thing with Rami Malek, right. who's atrocious. We'll get into him Ooh. later. <laughs> but then Denzel's put Denzel gives Jared Leto an envelope full of pictures of the dead bodies and he just has him look at it and then everyone stops talking they, they just have him flip through and they're like keep going keep going look at the next one and then D- Denzel 
tricks him into getting like ne- sitting next beside him, and then he just like grabs his dick. <laughs> and then Jared Leto jumps up, and Denzel f- flips his fucking lid. He's like punching the wall. He's like, "Your heart is a your heart is a china top or something." So, I didn't. I don't think I I picked up on the fact that he grabbed his dick. I do remember real? the scene. He punching up the wall next to him and stuff. Yeah, he grabbed his dick. That was what happened. Oh, there. I don't. I must. <laughs> I must have missed it. Oh, that would that's so funny because Jared, Jared Little's looking at the pictures and then Denzel like is on the other side of the room he's like so why is that that's what Denzel says and then Jared's like what he's like why is that and he just keeps taking one step closer really closer to him closer to him saying why is that why is that and he's like Jared Little's like off guard and then all of a sudden Denzel just like touches his dick He's like, your heart is a fucking, I forget what the analogy says, but your heart is a fucking Chinatown. Is that, oh my I, God, I how, did, how did I miss that? That's so funny. That's such, okay, yeah. Oh my God. That's Denzel's character. He grabs his dick to see if he's hard. Denzel's character really has no regard for like um, the laws. He doesn't play by the rules. Police. He, he just, clearly he doesn't enters, play by the rules. He enters several people's homes without. He plays by his own set of rules. There's one point where he has to like escape a build. There's no action in this movie, but there's one point where he has to escape and he, we see him like from across the street, just like crawling on a rooftop. <laughs> it, <laughs> it feels like what they were trying to do with Jared Leto's character is like what Kevin Spacey was doing in Seven, where it's this Certainly. mysterious serial killer who's always one step ahead, kind of thing. But they just missed the ball on that with with uh, Jared Leto. He just yeah, didn't do like it. in Seven. There's a lot of the movie without Kevin Spacey where we're, they're trying to solve the crime and learning more. There is no, like, mystery. In the, there is no, like, you, you, there's no figuring things out. It's, like, whatever. It's like There's very little, like, clues. It's not like we're trying to figure anything out. It's just like, okay, they pretty immediately find Jared Leto, and it's like, this is the guy. I guess we don't know if it was the guy. And, and really, it hardly, I guess it doesn't even matter because well, it's not even the 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 struggle of the of the we also have reason to doubt Denzel's um, belief that this is the right guy because we also learned that when he, part of the reason he was fired was he met this other guy who he thought was the guy and broke his jaw and it turns out it wasn't the guy <laughs> so he's been this he's been down this road before it's funny and I should I wish I hadn't watched the trailer for this movie because I didn't know Jerry Leto was because that pretty much gives it away there. I I saw the trailer for this movie on like uh it just like came up on something I was watching and I don't I I was like, "Oh, okay. This movie seems like I probably won't watch this." But I do remember Rami Malek and Denzel. I don't remember Jared Leto in it in the trailer. He probably was, but I just don't remember. So it was jarring to see him. I was like, "Wait, is that Jared Leto?" I can't I even like, tell at first. I don't think I have a problem with what Jared Leto is doing in this movie. Did he put I don't on weight it, for this movie? He had like a gut. Yeah, he had a big gut. And he's like a really crazy long hair beard situation. Was that real, you think? That gut? Who knows? Because he's like, done that, right? He just like gains and loses a bunch of weight for roles. I didn't... I don't think it completely works what he's doing, but I didn't mind what he was going for. I think the reason that it's just... He's playing like a weird like serial killer. Like, like he's playing like a weird strange serial killer character. Right. And the reason that it doesn't work is because the straight man cop that he's playing against is Rami Malek, who is the most <laughs> serial killery guy in the planet. You can't out serial killer. I think the the problem with this movie begins and ends with Rami Malek, who I, n- <laughs> I, have, I just have no idea how the fuck, who is responsible for tricking the American public into thinking that Rami Malek is a movie star. It's honestly, r- honestly. It's really bizarre. You know where I first saw Rami Malek? Uh, Night at the Museum. He plays the pharaoh. 
Okay. And that so works. He can pull that off. And he hardly talks, and that's also why it works. Have you seen Mr. Robot? I didn't. I, I, I've seen, like, maybe parts of it, but I've never, like, sat there and watched that show, no. I've only seen the first season. It's a good show. Oh, you saw the he's, whole first season. It's he's good. good in it. I believe it's he can It's a good do show. That. The reason that works is because his character is a weird fucking blank expressionless weirdo who doesn't have to do anything. All right. And this one, I have no idea how I'm supposed to... Rami Malek is just so jarring. There's so something so off-putting about him. He's so jarring to look at. I have no idea how I'm supposed to relate to him or respond to him. I guess his character in this is pretty indefinable, but it's like he's playing like a normal like father detective. He's supposed to be like a loving father family man, but he's also like an asshole. <laughs> but just some of the things he says are just so weird. He's just a weird dude. I, I, I don't like the way he delivers any of his lines. It's true. This wasn't the right role for him. Yeah, he's... Rami Malek. Well, he won an Oscar for Bohemian Rhapsody, which is one of my did least you, favorite movies of all time. Did you think he did a, a good job doing Freddie Mercury? No, I hated that movie. I mean, it was fine. Whatever. He, sure, he did a fine job playing. But it's just a, I feel like that I movie... Know, I don't have any problems with his performance in that movie. What were you going to say? Yeah, it was very... The movie felt like very... Like not what you want from a Queen movie. Like you kind of, I guess you kind, I kind of, it was too polished to like a Hollywood in a way. But I will say, I don't have any strong complaints about Rami Malek playing uh, um, Freddie Mercury. He kind of, I don't think he deserved pull, an Oscar. Can, can pull that off? Yeah, I don't think he deserved an Oscar for it. Especially I mean, that after, was Bradley Cooper's Oscar. That man. was Bradley Cooper's Oscar. Let's be honest. But. Sure, but I think so much of the problem with this movie comes from tone, the tone, the tonality, and sort of, I think a lot of that comes from him, because it's it's supposed to be, very little happens plot-wise, there's very little, like, suspense, or, and, but I think they, th- the, they were thinking that, like, just the, the psychological tension between Rami Malek and Jared Leto and Denzel is there, and all these troubled guys would boil over, it just doesn't carry work, it? because yeah. Rami Malek is a fucking weirdo, man. <clears throat> and he stunts whatever kind of thing Denzel's trying to build. So... Should we just can should, should we get into this the meat of the spoilery part? Yeah, let's do it. So Denzel. So we find out later. We find out that it's him, but he get they they can't arrest him even after they touch his penis. Like they don't have enough on him, so they have to let him go. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so we know he's got hard at the dead. So like they know he's dangerous, but they have to let him go, and they're watching him. They're tra- they're still trailing him. Right. Denzel s- takes like a vacation from it because Denzel's not an LA. PD detective, so he takes like a vacation from his real job to stay and help Rami. And pro bono. And then they follow <laughs> him. The one thing I had that th- this movie goes off the rail. I'm like kind of I'm on board like plot wise. I understand what's going on. Then it goes off the rails when they're watching him. Denzel goes to get a coffee or something. Denzel goes to get coffees at like a Seven Eleven. Yeah, it's like <laughs> they've been watching him together. Denzel goes to get coffee, and then. A payphone rings, and Rami Malek like slowly walks to answer it by himself. He's armed. He's a police officer. He's armed. There's another police officer like 20 feet away. He's not like in danger. Right. Well, he's getting coffee, so he is kind of alone. Sure. But then Jared Leto says, like, yep. sneaks up on him, scares him. Yeah. He answers the phone. He goes, "Hello," and then he goes, "Boo," <laughs> and he's like, "Now he's 10 feet behind him." Yeah. And Jared Leto is freaky as hell. Walking towards him. I would no. Yeah, I'd be afraid. Sure, but it's like, but then Jared Leto just says to him. Uh, no, so then Rami like pulls his gun up. Yeah, get on the ground. He's, he's like, inter- inter- interlace your fingers. Interlace your yeah, <laughs> interlace your fingers. 
but, but so he sees he's unarmed but then jared just says to him okay i'll show you see i don't even really like didn't even follow like whose body we're looking for at this point because the th- other thing is we don't we haven't seen anyone die we just see these co- we've seen some corpses we haven't seen any murders right or like even like implied murders it's all happened before yeah he asked where we some- do see one girl like on a run we see like w- one missing g- girl who goes missing we see her like go on a run with like her boyfriend and then she says i'll run home you're right maybe that's who she he's talking about sure okay so then jared says to rami get in my car and i'll take you to the body and i don't understand why rami becomes like it's, it's almost as if he's being held hostage in danger <laughs> I, I don't understand why but he, has, he a gun. has a gun and he does and jared little does not why doesn't Rami say, no, I'm not going to get in the car. I'll follow you there in my, in my police car, and I'm also going to wait for my partner. To... Exactly. Because Jared basically says to him, get in my car now. I'll take you there, and you have to leave now. He's not invited. Yeah, he also says, yeah, he says Denzel's not invited. So Rami just listens to and him. And Rami's like, okay. Okay. He, gets, he takes out his gun and points it at him and sits in his passenger seat as they drive and away. And then Denzel comes out from the 7-Eleven. He throws <laughs> the car. He sees all the way. We, we see Rami just <laughs> we see, yeah. in the passenger seat. We see Jared Little's car drive by with Rami Malik in the passenger seat. Like he's like a child. And Denzel throws the coffee and runs yeah. to his car to follow them. But then, okay, so okay, so they go to like an abandoned field, and Denzel does not catch up, or yeah, or he's he's lagging reason, he's, far behind. Yeah, he gets he stopped at a red light. Want to be seen or what? He gets stopped also, at a red light too. I don't know why you don't go through it. You're, you're Denzel Washington. <laughs> you're police. Yeah. But there's a, but Rami and Jared get to this like empty field, in the middle of the night, and Jared is just like fuck. He, Rami, who's an arm, he's an armed police officer, officer of the law. It's just like letting this like, uh, what's the word? Letting this confessed murderer just like, basically fuck with him. He's just like, okay, come here, dig it, dig a hole right there. That's where the body is. Yeah. So Rami gets out of sh- Rami tries to say like, no, I'm not gonna dig the hole. You dig the hole. But he doesn't, cause he's just <laughs> a bitch. So then Rami digs a hole he, with a shovel, digs a hole. Jared says that's not there. The body's not there. He's over here. The whole, I was wrong. It was over here. I think he must. He makes him d- dig like two dozen holes. In th- this. How many holes do you think he digs? Twenty four. They, they eventually do like a uh, an aerial shot of like all the holes, and it's like it's at least fifteen. It's like a lot. But this isn't like in seven when it's like what when we see Brad Pitt reaches reaches breaking point and killed John Doe. It's like oh yeah, we were we're we're on board one hundred percent. This guy's fucking with him. We see, he, he sees his wife is dead. Like we understand that why Brad Pitt hit his breaking point. Yeah. This is basically just like Jared Little being like slightly annoying, being a dickhead, and Rami Malek has just no ability to, like, he's just like getting like sunned by this, yeah, potbelly Jared Leto. And also, it just kind of, but at the same time, it felt like yeah, that makes sense. Like Rami Malek is just such like the dude that would uh, have a gun, be the <laughs> authority, but also be like, all right, I'll dig this hole because Jared Leto is just kind of taller. But it's not like. Uh, it's, it's, but then Jared Leto says some things like he knows where his family lives or something. And he starts like talking about his kid. We learn early on Rami Malek is a devoted family man. I don't get why Rami Malek, a, ch- a seasoned, you know, experienced, one of the, the, he- the, the like famous detective, right? Uh, everybody knows him that he's a famous detective. Is just letting this, this presumed serial killer just like kind of telling him what to do and, and go, have him go on this goose chase. Certainly. But the, and then, so he starts like, busting his balls about his family saying like how could you put uh, how could you put your family in danger or whatever and then 
Rami Malek, pretty pretty much out of nowhere, just turns around, takes a shovel, smacks him across the kills, face with a shovel, cracks Jared Leto's skull with a shovel. He's dead. Dead, by the way. <laughs> this wasn't like a cathartic release moment or anything. It wasn't like holy shit. It's like oh. It also didn't feel like it boiled to a point. Like, yeah, there was no. To compare to up. seven again, there's a big build up, and Kevin Spacey reveals like, oh my god, it's a head. That's when you hit him with the shovel. Yeah, then when Brad Pitt shoots him, it's like oh my exactly. god. It's like you feel really. It's like you. Oh. But, it's like fuck. But this, it was like he just kind of fuck. I mean, is this just what it's gonna be? Like that was it. He just kind of harassed him with like. I don't even remember what you're saying, but just like really not even that what, nothing that triggering, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but besides, it was just annoying. So it falls flat, that and then Rami just the sits in the thing. dirt. And a few hours later, Denzel comes. Denzel finds him finally. And Denzel's like, "Okay, I'll take care of it." I don't like. <laughs> I didn't buy at all. Also, like they're supposed to be like really bonded, the t- Rami and Denzel. Like there's a scene where Denzel goes and eats dinner with his fa- or breakfast like with his family. And like his little daughter's like kissing him on the cheek. I did. That was, that's so funny you bring on? that up. Yeah. He, that his daughter comes and he's like, oh, you, I don't know. He's like, yeah, this is my daughter. And it's like, oh, they leave for school. And then the daughter kisses Denzel straight. Just met this man. Just met this man. Just like a work colleague of her father. Yeah. And the parents don't like, sweetie, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Don't. <laughs> don't, don't kiss this stranger. It's like, no good yeah no oh no kiss, uh, kiss and as we said before denzel in this movie is just like not like a uh mentally the, ill the, he's not like the handsome denzel we might be used to he's like an old fucking re- bloodshot eyed fucking uh crazy just person in a windbreaker <laughs> but okay and it, it, rami's also so weird as a fa- interacting with his wife it, it, those scenes i did not just, buy that at all there's one scene where he's putting his daughter to bed he's like did you pray Yes, he did. Like, you guys pray. <laughs> yes, Dad. He's such a weird character. I did. Think, I did register that. I was like, "Did you pray?" Interesting. You haven't seen that in a, like. That's not part of movies in a while. And it, like, this guy's not saying that. Also, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. This homicide detective. If it was like a character that would make sense, that it is a religious. Okay, <laughs> but so they bury Jared Leto in one of the many holes that, w- that has been dug yeah at least no he, he digs uh he keeps digging a deeper this is hole. like in the desert also like they don't have like water or anything and denzel's just like to rami stay here i'm gonna go take he, he like goes must be gone at least like 24 hours he's like goes and empty out jerry's little house burns a bunch of shit drives back rami's still just sitting in the desert what's he doing there what was weird about like the detective killing the serial killer in the desert kind of thing is that it was so obvious like the same scene that's in seven it's just so much worse but there's just no like reason for for it. this story to work it would have had to have been so much just about like the mood and like the atmosphere but it's just the, the problem with this movie also is it's fucking goofy as hell like yeah. all the way through <laughs> it either i think to work it would either have to be like campy and like a love in like a goofy like fun way or, or fun, like actually yeah. be good like seven or something yeah there's like multiple scenes in this movie like m- like two plus minute montages of just like people driving and like flashing forward to like different signs in LA and just like the goofiest fucking music dun, 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 as, <laughs> as, as Denzel's just like driving to Santa Monica or whatever. Like, what is the point of this? Yeah, I think what they were intending was for it to be serious, like just actually like a well done murder mystery. There's one point serial killer movie early on. This is like the first 10 minutes of the movie. One police detective says to another police detective, 
He says, we got dead girls here, Jimmy. We haven't been under this much scrutiny since the Night Stalker. It's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> since the Night Stalker? That's not just a... Th- <laughs> we haven't been... No one's been... We haven't had as many eyes on us since the Night Stalker. This movie built a world without us part of it. Without us being part of it. Yeah, and then... So we learned that Denzel... Okay, hold on a second. So anyway, yeah, so Denzel... Okay, so... Uh, this section is called Burning Questions. So the questions that we still have about this movie that we don't feel were resolved. Well, 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 let, what's, well that's the plot of what happens with, with Malik. But also to color in Denzel's whole story was that... Yeah, and this is a question I have because I oh, still don't okay. understand. All right. Say what happens at the end of Denzel. Okay, here's what I think happened to Denzel. So Denzel helps uh, Rami Malik's character... What's his name in the movie, by the way? Detective something? His, t- Rami Malek's character's name is Jim. 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 It's Jim and Joe Deacon. So he helps Jim and Joe Deacon. So Joe Deacon, Mr. Deacon, helps Jim uh, cover up this murder because we, we, we sort of discover that he's done this before. He's, he's helped uh, – or he, he's murdered someone and See. had to cover it up. And the and the see I don't know that was what I was I was confused about that whole thing because I thought we were to also think that did he cover it up because I thought part of the reason he might have gotten switched off was because it wasn't covered up. I think what happened. Why was he fired? I what 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 we what we see correct me if I'm wrong but what we see is when Denzel was hunting this serial killer in the past, he accidentally shoots a, a girl. Right, he shoots her in the chest unarmed in the dark they're looking they're they're hunting a serial killer who they think has this girl in the woods they're in the dark in the woods and they then the girl must escape and runs up on him and he just shoots her dead shoots her straight in the chest and then we and then we see at the corner or whatever what is that called uh uh autopsy autop the autopsist scientist Not autopsist the yeah. coroner was right i think the coroner takes the body and packages it Mortician. from yeah, I think it's a crime. It's an actual. I think it's a part of the police department or well, something, or lab. Either way, person that, at the morgue. She exactly. Works at the morgue. The the person that's like analyzing her wounds or whatever. She's she's the one who was in there earlier who caught him talking to the dead body. But the, and it was implied that they have some kind of past. We see what that past is, which is that she like looks at the wounds and she says, "I'm gonna write. It's okay. This is the, caused by death, multiple stab wounds, which." It's false because Denzel shot her, and that was the cause of death. So she's what, lying for him. Was it that she, this girl, was stabbed and slowly bleeding out, and then he shot her? I, it, it's possible. Was this girl being in danger from the serial killer, or was she just was she just like a random hooker who happened to be in the woods that night? I don't think we'll ever know the answer to that. That's a problem, I think. Yeah, it would be nice to know, but I think what we the takeaway was that the 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 that woman co- helped lie, you know, fudge the paperwork and and kind of got. So what exactly was Denzel fired for? Who knows? Because there was also the other dude in there, who was like witnessing this. We don't know what happened to him. Yeah, uh, but he was the the chi- the chief. Was the was the serial killer Denzel was investigating back then the same serial killer in this movie? I would assume we were supposed to believe it was the same killer. Oh, really? Were we not? I I assumed it had been like decades since, but maybe no, I'm gonna say four wrong. years. Oh, it's only four years. Maybe it is the same serial killer. I did. I didn't. I didn't uh, assume that, but that's possible. 
Was Jared Leto the serial? This is my next question. Was Jared Leto the serial killer? I think that's also one of those questions that they want you to be like, who you know? Who knows? You decide. Let's go through what these detectives act actually accomplished. So, <laughs> so we learned that before Denzel was fired, there's a a sex offender who he questioned, and he, who we don't believe was this the killer. The sex offender, was, sex offender was not the killer. Right. But he, Denzel has questioned him in the past. Broke his jaw during the questioning. And this guy is so afraid of Denzel that, for, like, li- goes on lives his life. Four years pass. They have to question this guy again. And that this guy learns that Denzel's here. And there's a scene where he, like, realizes that Denzel must be behind the glass. And he becomes so afraid because he's so afraid of traumatized by Denzel who broke his jaw in the past. <laughs> and then, like, okay, they release this guy. He's not the guy. He goes home and kills himself because Denzel's traumatized himself. <laughs> So they a sex offender, sure, but not the murderer is dead at the because of Denzel. Okay, Um, Denzel shoots a woman. Okay, just straight up shoots a woman. Straight up shoots. (laughs) Just scared. Just jumped. Jumped in the dark. Shot it. And then we the 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 movie ends with then so Rami Malek kills Jared Leto and Denzel. One of the clues we do know throughout it is that the girl who was murdered wears a red beret. So they say if we can find a red beret in his apartment, we know that. He must be the killer. And then we see that uh, Denzel gives Rami Malek like an envelope at his house with a red beret and it says, no angels. So basically saying like, you did, he was our guy. You did, you you killed the right guy. But Uh, then as Denzel's burning all of Jared Leto's shit, we see that he bought. He bought a pack of the. uh, So now three people are dead at the hands of the police and we don't know if we have the killer or not. So what are we, what is, what was achieved in this? I think what the real story was that the murderer was Denzel the whole time. Well, it's the little things that get you. Oh, yeah. By the way, the last scene is him burning all the evidence of like all these murders. And by the way, this woman who's the. They, they must have killed just as many people as a serial killer at this point. The autopsy woman gives in the beginning, gives him like a little metal. Um, it kind of looks like a flower. Like it's, a bullet it's the bullet. It is that, when I first saw it, I was like, "What is that? A flower?" I didn't even register. And then later, you see he gives it. That's the bullet that shot her in the chest. And then he burns that too, I think, right? Or throws it. Or yeah. I don't even remember. But so he gets rid of all the little things. Nothing is resolved except that these cops have killed like three people, and the killer, might, the the serial killer himself, might still be out there because we don't know if Jared Leto was a serial killer. Now this might have only happened once, but for some reason it feels like they said it five times. The name of the movie within the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a scene where Jared Leto says it's the they're investigating. I'm no Denzel. They're talking about like how do we prove it's Jared Leto? And he's like he she and he asks like what was in the girl's stomach? And Ryan Miles like roast beef. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like roast beef. Does that matter? And he's like yeah. It's the it's the little things, Jim. It's the little things that get you caught. It's the little things that little things. But then later on, when they're covering up the murders that they have committed. <laughs> they're like am I okay is anyone gonna know he's like no one's gonna know Jim because it's the little things it's, it's the little, little things that you do it's the little things that you he's like what was what was the point of this story what was resolved I think it's that uh, Denzel's a good murderer Joe Deacon is like these guys are monsters covers up murders a lot I know the way we the way we're describing it like that the cop that like these guys are murdering all these people and stuff sounds might sound very exciting I assure anyone who might ever listen to this that it's, it's just not it's not so is Jared Leto the hero of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> no one is like... I think so much of this movie would have been fixed if they cast just a fucking normal actor to Instead play of Rami Malek. Yeah, if they picked, like... Who would have been great in that role? Because Jared, Jared Leto, like I said before, is not a bad performance, but it's just... He's doing like a weirdo, and he can't... It just can't work when he's going against the even weirder guy. <laughs> yeah, he can't be... 
You the can't hero. have two of them. Yeah, exactly. Denzel's also being a weirdo. There's no, like, anchor. Imagine if it was, like, the Dark Knight, except that Robbie Malik played Batman, and it was like, no, you're out-creeping the Joker. Yeah, in you're, this. you're ruining the movie. <laughs> but who could have played Robbie Malik's role? What if it was, like, Christian Bale? It's too old, maybe. Maybe too old now. You know who I was thinking? You know Jesse Plemons? From what? He He's in Friday Night Lights, but he's also in, like, Breaking Bad. He plays Todd. Oh, he's been in a bunch of shit. I would give him a shot on yeah, a movie like, like this. A normal, like he can talk like a normal person. Yeah, he but like also can get dark when he needs to. Like I can see him simmering over. In Breaking Bad, he's good as like Todd. Yeah, he feels like he can the, be scary. Because the thing is, when Rami Malek finally breaks and swings the shovel at Jared's head, it I realized like, oh we uh, oh when I was watching, we were supposed to take away that like we're watching this guy slowly simmer over this whole time. Like he's supposed to be like a building tension. I wasn't getting any of that because Rami Malek was such a weirdo <laughs> the whole time, the whole way through. I kind of got like, he was, he just came out of the dentist or something and it's just like a little confused. That's sort of his whole personality. Want to get into our first top three, which is actually a good segue. Yes. So, so each, each film we're going to come up with two top threes related, so loosely related to the film. My top three is going to be the top three most unsettling characteristics of Rami Malek. Okay, let's go from, let's each go down from three to one. Okay. I didn't, I don't know if I really ordered these. Whatever. Just, but, um, his posture. <laughs> <laughs> the way he holds himself, hands in his pockets. I uh, know exactly what you mean. And it's not like he has bad posture, like he's slumped or anything. No. He's got great. It's almost perfect. Yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> The way he stands is like no human being. I don't know. It's just so something so false about him. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Just every movement he does, there's something so horrible. He's just not standing in a place ever. Yeah. I, he just got a, like a weird presence every time he's on screen. Very like, just makes any scene uncomfortable. I, yeah, I'm especially thinking of any scenes with him and his wife, him and his family feel never unnatural. Any, like, there's never any nat moment that feels natural. There's never a, even a second of authenticity. It's like, oh yeah, this guy exists. This is a human that exists. I believe that this is a person. Do I believe that Rami Malek has ever dug a hole? <laughs> <laughs> Does this guy, is this the first guy, time this guy's ever held a shovel? What's going on? Held a gun. I also kind of feel like he couldn't really hold a gun. It's just a weird like physicality about him. Yeah, 100%. So his posture. My number three is his face. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much in this movie he, like, like he, he's he needs to do a lot in this movie when you think about it he he starts out like an he's like a, i mean he's a lead role right yeah who's trying to go on this emotional this, journey is this guy he might not be anymore but this i think i believe this is our reigning best actor winner or is that not true anymore but within the past two years this guy's won best actor Oscar. Oh, he, yeah he won for for bohemian rhapsody right yeah so you would think like in this movie he okay so he has to we have to buy that he's like a, a loving family man but also like a brash detective but also like he takes his work too seriously and he really wants to like pretty like i couldn't i certainly couldn't do it but like pretty like standard like <laughs> movie acting like yeah right you'd think the best actor could do it if you have this funding but know. nothing he achieves none of that and it all comes down to mainly his fucking face is just so weird that it's hard to read emotion into it. he just has a weird face you know what would be interesting now i'm thinking about it if you switch the roles of Denzel and Rami Malek, because I would believe that Rami Malek is sort of a disgraced detective who but went the ages AWOL. don't make sense in that. The ages don't make you sense. You know who could have replaced Rami Malek? Just like anyone who has any sort of charisma, any sort of magnetism, 
It's just completely <laughs> lacking. Rami Malek is so off-putting, and it's, it, it's a damn shame. Is what it is. All right, I'll do my next top one. Number two. <clears throat> What's your number two? All right, my number two. The fit of his suit. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing this this tight little suit the whole the whole time. This tight little black suit. Yeah. That I guess like was technically perfectly fit for him, but looked bad on or just like was unsettling on his on his frame. <laughs> He doesn't like seem like a detective that exists in the world, like a real, like a real person. At all. No, it's like everything about it is false. His suit is false. Yeah, exactly. That's a hundred percent right. Okay, my number two is his laugh, and more, more, <laughs> more specifically, anytime he has to convey any sort of like animated emotion, his smile. Yeah, there's just something so odd when he has to. There's like scenes where he laughs. So we talked about the the breakfast scene with Denzel and his kids. Then afterwards, they all his kids go to school, and Denzel's like to him, "You got a beautiful family." And Rami's just like, "Yeah." <laughs> he does say that. It's I so, didn't remember that. Yeah. It's just like anytime he has to convey any anything other than like a weird blank blank face weirdo, he just can't do it. <laughs> he just honestly can't do it. Anyth- yeah, that's a hundred percent right. Anytime he tries to be like a human being, anything other than Mr. Robot, it comes across as disingenuous. Uh, the, immediately after he <laughs> swings the shovel at Jared's head, and Jared's dead. He looks at me, he's like, hey, buddy, get up. <laughs> yes, he it's, does say that. It's, it's hey, just buddy, so, get up. I, I think this movie could have been so much better if Rami Malek was. Yeah, I don't, I hate to just hate on Rami Malek the whole time. Um, but it's, it's like, so prominently that was like such an issue with this movie. That, te- that kept you from buying into any of the characters, any of the story. And he's the lead. He's the main character, right? I'm just done with Rami Malek. He, it's his story. And we couldn't. I couldn't get into it. And you lose most of the story. What's your number one? Um, number one might be an obvious one. But I, th- but I think it's... Um, I think it's the most... It's the worst quality of Rami Malek that, that I... Uh, or most unsettling for me. Is his chameleon eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime he's looking around, his eyes are just... He looks like he's so <laughs> fucking nervous all the time. <laughs> like, it feels like he also doesn't look... Like, does he have a lazy eye, or is that just... Is that just Some that sort quality? of issue. I don't know if he's a little cross-eyed. Or he just something. doesn't look at things. Right. Yeah, his eyes look completely vacant and empty. They're vacant, they're bulging. Just it's a like, vacant stare. Like a lizard. Like, if you were to look at a lizard man, that's the look you'd get from a lizard. Exactly, and that that we we said we don't like seeing his eyes, but also my number one is the way he looks in sunglasses. <laughs> and, and I'm talking about one scene in particular. This is like the, the scene we're introduced to him. Denzel has to go into some police thing for like five minutes to get like a bag of evidence or something, mm-hmm. and he comes out, and there's Rami standing there. His car his car is being towed. Denzel's car is being towed, and Rami's standing there in sunglasses in a fucking ridiculous suit. Denzel's like, why, suit. why are you towing my car? It's like silk, maybe? He's like, why are you towing my car? I was in there, why didn't you just tell me to move it? And Rami, Rami takes his sunglasses off, or he has sunglasses on, and he stares at him. He's like, because I didn't have time. <laughs> just like, you already hate this guy. Yeah, and that one, like, even if... Unhook he, it. I'm already out of it. Even if, like, even if he gave a great performance the rest of the movie, I'm, I was out. <laughs> at that point, I'm out. The sunglasses. Then, like, he, he's so giving funny. a press conference and stuff. <laughs> it's just like, who, like, what the fuck's going on? This is what we're doing. 
Uh, that was pretty. That's pretty good. All right, what are your top three? All right, my top three. I don't want to be just dumping on Rami, Rami Malek because I think he is an okay actor, and, and certain things he excels at. Right. So, what are the top three things? We would like to see Rami Malek play. Okay, okay, okay. So keep making more positive. And my number, I'll start. My number three is Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner, <laughs> a biopic. <laughs> yeah, called like Kushner or something. Because Jared Kushner, obviously scumbag. I'm not saying Rami Malek is anything to do with him. You know, like he, Rami Malek probably pro, Rami's probably a great guy if you meet him. <laughs> but I think you'd be good at conveying like the we said the vacant stare, the sort of just like strange off-puttingness. Of that that I that I think we all feel when we see Jared Kushner. Yeah, I think he I think he can do that. He's kind of got like the uh, yeah so, somewhere in the political realm sort of vibe about him. Yeah, he seems like a there's like a false like a like a facade about him that is like sort of feels right at ease in like it a political a political. I, I agree. I think I, I I would like to see that. I would like to see him play. He would probably be, he would be good in a movie where he's like a, not the candidate, but he's like. The guy who runs the ship, for the game. he's like yeah, the, he's campaign like, manager or something. Yeah, he'd be good. I, I, I think he, I think you're right. And it's like, yeah, there's there is something up putting. You don't you don't trust this guy. There's there's something up putting. <laughs> you think he could win an Oscar for Kushner? That's the think, title. That's the movie. I think he could win an Oscar for Kushner. I think he's Kushner. <laughs> 20, yeah, twenty twenty five. From Mercury to Kushner. <laughs> That's funny. All right, I'll give you mine. Um, oh, okay, what I want to see Rami Malek play. I'd like to see him play a pol- uh, pro bowler. Professional bowler. A professional bowler. I think he's got... I could imagine him... I don't, For some reason, I see him looking down the lane. He can really... You, holding the ball. He would be great at fucking just a staring at pins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's he's, he's like got a, a look that he could get uh, obsessed a, with bowling. Such an intensity. Yeah. Uh, and just be a... Prof- yeah. Play a professional bowler. Because also, I would just kind of like to see a movie about... Uh, like a really well done movie with about professional bowling, and I think he's the man for the job. I like that. My number two is a Bond villain with a horribly burned face. <laughs> Anything to cover that up. <laughs> but the reason I say that he he's in the next Bond movie. I've seen the trailers, oh, which is which, he plays the villain though. Yeah, we should watch that when it comes out. It's going to be streamed. I don't know where, but he's got to play the villain. It's called No Time to Die. I've seen the trailer. Is that Bobby with uh, in it for a couple? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yeah. Rami Malek's in it for a couple seconds, and he's got a horribly burned face in this movie. And I'm, which sounds, but it, and that I, excites me. And that no, but that works because it like, I, 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 he would be good. At being how like, how burnt? Like, his eyes are still there, right? Like, is, yeah, is yeah. it just like half his face is scarred? It's like all like, uh, stone. Like in Game of Thrones, when they get like the stone disease when they oh, turn to stone. Right. It's like it's, he's scaly. Got, he's got like a scaly face. <laughs> But I mean, I'm, I think that I think he'll be great at that. And but it's I, like you could see the trauma there in his eyes. Yeah, I don't mean, yeah. and I don't mean this in like an insulting way. I think he would be. He's, uh, he'd be probably good, he'll probably kill that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he'd do. A, he would be a great Bond villain. If it, and if he's, uh, you know, set to have, you know, you have that role. I'm excited for it. Anything's got to be better than this. Little things. Do you like Daniel Craig as uh, James Bond? You know, um, I think uh, he's my favorite James Bond. Honestly, yeah, I haven't seen any non James. Not oh. Daniel Craig Bond movies, but like, uh, yeah. I don't think I've seen Casino Royale. Quantum of Souls is uh, Skyfall. I think is amazing. I love that movie. Was good. I haven't seen uh, Spectre. Oh, I saw Spectre. So. Yeah, they were all they're all pretty good. He's he's a good Bond. He's I think he's maybe the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I guess I haven't seen r- the real old ones. 
but I can't imagine. I, I think they're way more campy. What's your number two? <clears throat> All right, my number two. Um, I would like to see him be in Now You See Me uh, 3. <laughs> Is he not already in those? Uh, I don't think he's in any of the Now You See Me movies, but he feels like he'd be a perfect fit working, like, you know, uh, the villain against, uh, you know, Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, I think it would, it would be like, a perfect match. It would be a perfect matchup for that. Just like a really intense magician. A really intense magician, yeah, who's kind of mysterious, scary. He's like also... He's like scheming. Involved in organized crime. Yeah, he's he's robs a bank by the end, uh, but he uses magic to get there. And I, he's got great sleight I of hand. I think that would be a great move for Rami. Honestly. <laughs> it's, it's a big blockbuster movie. People like those movies. He makes some money. And I think we're due for it now. You see me three. Whoever, like, I get that he won an Oscar, and now he thinks, like, oh, now I'm going to do my drama with Denzel. No one wants that from you, Robbie. <laughs> I want to see you with, with Dave Franco and... Isla Fisher. <laughs> yeah. Do what you're good at. Yeah, I think he would fit perfectly I've, in that universe. I've only seen the first Now You See Me. Oh, I saw both of them in theaters. Funny enough. Pretty bad. Uh, um yeah they are what they are yes um okay my number one is he should play the sandman uh, from spider-man no the sandman from like the neil gaiman um graphic novels i don't know if i'm uh, familiar with the character these are some of the most celebrated graphic novels out there and i've only i haven't read all of them but they're they're, these are like an acid trip these are Ooh, okay it's fucking so it's so gross and scary and basically it's about an, an eternal being Orpheus the god of dreams gets kidnapped into the world of the living by some sorcerers and then he breaks free and goes back to the dreamland and it's just like everything has gone crazy in his absence but whatever <laughs> <laughs> but ba- and he has to restore so for those order. of you who are unfamiliar <laughs> but 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 it's just like this guy Neil Gaiman I think he had like a drug problem at the time yeah he has like uh, uh, like also I think he has like a self-harm issue which is horrible I'm not trying to make light of that but it's just like every single page is just like the most fucked up crazy shit it's just like an acid trip on interesting and, I and know if they made a movie are they planning making, to make a movie Joseph Gordon-Levitt was supposed to play this guy for a long time but then he backed out was supposed to play the Sandman. Wow. Now they're doing a series. I don't know if they cast him yet, but I think Ali Mal could do that. Just be like a, an eternal god of dream with like a white face. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I could. I mean, I yeah, I'm not familiar with the story, but. So, but it sounds like he can. We're listing projects, and like some of our, these are jokes, but like we are listing projects that like, would be like big movies for Ami Mal. Like honestly, Rami no, Malek, no feel one, free if you're no, listening. We're not trying to say he shouldn't have a career that he's a bad actor. Listen, I think you got a really unique thing going on, but it's you got to you got to lean into the fact that you're a new, you're a unique fella, and you can only do you certain roles. You can't be just like you can't be the detective. You can't be Jim. Lead. Yeah, you can't be Jim. <laughs> you can't be. You can't. You know. You can't play detective Jim. <laughs> working, working. Uh, you know, against Joe Deacon over here. We already have Joe Deacon. You can't be Jim. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, and Rami Malek is carrying the, is supposed to carry the movie. I mean, yeah. it was doomed from the start. My third one. You're number one. My, oh, I co- okay. So this was not in order. Whatever. We just say that. But uh, I'd like to see him be in the new Steve on uh, Blue's Clues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
like to see him be the new one of the new uh, Blue's Clues hosts. See, this, this is insulting. <laughs> <laughs> we just after we finished saying how we we were like trying to give him serious advice. You say he should be Steve on Blue's Clues. I mean, hear me out. Hear me out. This think, is this is this is the. I think this is one that's not like the others. I feel like the one thing Steve has to do is just have non-threatening eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing that is like oh yeah. <clears throat> They've been doing Blue's Clues the same way for two decades now. Um, I think Rami Malek has a certain... Listen, kids are more has a more sophisticated palette these days for performances <laughs> and uh, characters. And I think Rami Malek could bring something to the role that, that we haven't seen before that I think could work great against an animated, uh, you know, Blue's dog uh, character blue. blue and magenta she she yeah and blue <laughs> i think he could i could imagine him leaving those pauses like for the people that you know for the You're kids sort of saying you want blue's clues to become more like spongebob and that like SpongeBob, where's blue spongebob is a program watched by children but also like people who love drugs like people like marijuana addicts and stuff love, love blue's clues no love spongebob oh, love there's SpongeBob. like surrealism and there's like sometimes it's like actually creepy and stuff right you want blue's clues to blue's clues right now no no one's getting high and watching blue's clues but, <laughs> but if rami malik <laughs> if instead of just like a straightforward like guy talking to the camera it's like a little bit like creepy and off-putting and it's like where is where is blue like you start to actually like get scared <laughs> Wait. where exactly is blue I, where, where are the clues where is is, is that a threat or that could be like a phenomenon and then we can like kids can still watch what it. do you mean where's blue They're not, there's not gonna be like swear words like kids can still watch it what'd you do to him what'd you, you do to him rami <laughs> and he's just like talking at different angles like the camera just gets him at different angles he's like can you count how many can you count how many sheep are in this picture all of a sudden it's handheld oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yes okay so honestly what letter is this kids <laughs> honestly yes i do want to see that i would love to see that even just a season just one just season. one seat just an episode just as a guest appearance on blues clues i think you do a great job but but speaking also in terms of actually doing the role justice if he sat down and was like let me try to do steve let me try to be blues clues i feel like he can do that i think he can leave those those weird pauses and have it not feel weird I think he can, if he really try to be friendly, good with kids, it, it would be bizarre. Weird. And it, that uh, him failing at doing this well is what would give it its 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 quality, its uniqueness, its texture. But you know what I think Rami Malek's prob problem is? What? I don't know what he's like. Just like I, I can't even begin to picture what he would be like if you were just like sitting here. You ever seen him in like an interview? Not really. But I feel like even when I do see him, he's like there's like he feels a little guarded. Like he's not like I don't yeah. know. There's something that he's like holding up a wall. If I could like get him to really open up and see like what he's like talking, I would love just to get see a feel him for like oh this pod. is like just a look this guy. Yeah, Rami, if you ever listen and you want to, if you're listening, come on the pod. I know we said you should host Blues Clues. We're, we'll break down your walls. We'll break down your walls. Because once, because I feel like some people have like I, I myself have a bit of a strange delivery when I'm speaking in like a <laughs> weird way about me. Sometimes you have to like know what a person's like. You know, he's to, made it work. You know, I but yeah, know, I, again, I don't know if he has. I, 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 in terms, I, I mean, he's. I mean, it's a sex successful act. Oscar-winning uh, actor, so, and some somehow. All right, so back to the movie as a whole, Ian. I want you to guess for me what you think this movie, without going over, 
I want you to tell me what you think this movie's rating is on Rotten Tomatoes as of Rotten currently. Tomatoes, as of right now. Sometimes I feel like when movies just come out, they have a higher score than they deserve. Yeah, sometimes it's like a groupthink thing. Right, especially if it's like... Denzel and Rami together for the first time. Yeah, especially if it's a studio that has the money to influence those numbers. Um, <clears throat> I would, though, honest, I would guess this is probably striking somewhere around 72 47 percent 47 that people i'm glad that makes sense like people don't like it okay uh that does not surprise me okay my final thoughts on this movie <clears throat> i'd say honestly don't waste your time there's other movies to watch you don't need to there's watch there's literally probably like 30 better versions of this exact movie right my my, my recommendation is go watch seven yeah. that was the same movie but done really well yeah um and what I did like about this movie, I kind of, for some reason, I was digging that one shot of him laying in bed looking at the, pro the, the prostitutes on his wall with a flashlight and just like lit all in green. For some reason, I was like, <clears throat> maybe, maybe I'm just, ha I'm not, I don't pay attention to this stuff a lot, but for some reason, I feel like I've never seen nighttime be just like, just there green were some lights. Weird color choices. There's like times when the light is just like purple light. Right. Like when they're driving and stuff. And there's it times should. when they go into Jared Leto's house and it's just like everything is red. This because what's funny is we said earlier it was like kind of bland. There was no real choices made, but there were some really interesting choices made with with the lighting. But for it kind it of just felt bland in this. If, sort of, yeah, it. But that's kind of very. I don't know. In a way, that's kind of why I, I dug it because it was like, oh, there's nothing. I I wouldn't even notice if I wasn't tr paying attention, maybe. But like, I think if the mood were carried better, specifically performance or just mood overall, I think. It, yeah. some of these choices would have popped more but they could have probably used it better yeah because also yeah what what emotion are they really trying to elicit in those scenes that was the issue is that there was no i think the writing was probably just poor one one thing there i'm having trouble coming up with like what to say is good but i liked some of this it didn't work for me. It was like weird in that it didn't gel as a, as a, as part of the whole movie. But I liked some. I was entertained every time Jared Leto was on screen. He was just like doing some weird shit. Yeah, honestly, <clears throat> I wouldn't say I'm a huge Jared Leto fan. I've seen him in a. I didn't see a Suicide Squad, so I don't know. But he was in. That was Fire's that? Club. Great. Uh, he was in uh, Requiem for a Dream. Speaking, yeah. He was in a few things. I wouldn't say I'm a huge Jared Leto fan. He's like better. He's. A, He's just the better Rami Malek, I think. Yes, he. I felt he did a good job in this movie. Yeah, I think he he he. Doing whatever that it's a weird character, but whatever that character was, he did it. I think as good as you could do it. There's like Denzel goes to look at his car, and like sees him with a flashlight, and he's like questions him, and he's like, um, "How's the trunk space or something?" <laughs> and then Jared's like, you must, you must really want my car. But then what? What? And he walks away. But then later on, Denzel's following him, and we, he, Denzel gets spotted. They're like on di different sides of a highway. So then Jared Leto like speeds around, gets off the exit, come back, comes back, drives right up to Jared Leto. I mean to Denzel. He says like, "How's the trunk space?" And he points at him. It's like, oh shit, this guy's creepy as hell. He was creepy. So he was good. He was good. But he's just not placed in an interesting story. There's no, like, mystery to it. There's no, like... And then he just dies, like, so suddenly, and it's not even... Yeah. It, what you wanted from him is that he was one step ahead of them the whole time, right? You kind of don't... I suppose he kind of is. Like, there's a point where 
they're they're sneaking in his house and he calls and says like he calls the police and says an officer down so then denzel i don't really know why he has to crawl on the roof that was so weird i guess what was super unsatisfying was that Robbie malik just hit him with a shovel and that was it that was the end that's how they wrap that up yeah bullshit and then also denzel comes and is like yeah he doesn't even bat doesn't even ask like oh what happened he's like yeah you killed them i've been of course yeah you hit him with a shovel it's like i'll be back in a few hours you stay here yeah. all right let's put, just get to work on put, put him in one of these holes dig a hole at least four feet deep that's what he says pick one of these holes at least four feet deep put him in it i'll be I, i'm gonna get rid of this car these these detectives kill several people yeah like, by mistake basically it's Whatever. bizarre i think we both agree you can pass on this movie. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think who I would recommend this to. If, if you're like a just diehard Denzel fan and you just need to see it. You I mean, I think, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes, given it a 42, makes 47. sense. 47. That makes sense. I think there are Even things. less. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Um, okay. So, Ian, what are we watching next week? Oh, yeah. Next week. So, so we're going to tell you now so that you have a week before, so you can watch the, the next, next one. Episode. We don't know when it will be released, but just by the next episode. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, a Brokeback Mountain on Amazon Prime. Really? We're going to watch Brokeback Mountain for next week. You know, I have never seen I've it. I've never seen it either. So I'm, I'm it's something I should see. Exactly. To be quite frank with you, my reaction when I heard you say it was like disappointing. Like, uh, you don't want to watch it. I'm sure it'll be really good. I kind of felt like I have never seen it. It's critically acclaimed. It feels like something I'd want to see, like one day, like have seen, not something I necessarily want to see, but something that I want to have seen. And so this just felt like an opportunity to see it. And it's on Amazon Prime, so I was like, okay, let's shake it up with Amazon Prime. And I, th I think we can, we'll have thoughts about this movie. I think. Okay, so <clears> next <throat> week we're going to be talking about Brokeback Mountain, a gay cowboy movie. Oh yeah, if you're interested in a gay love story between. Um, Heath Slater, the late Heath Slater. Heath, Le Heath, Le oh. Heath Slater, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger and um, Christian Bale. No, what's the other guy in it? It's uh, Toby Maguire. No, I feel I was gonna say Toby Maguire. It's, it's the guy Jake that Gyllenhaal, looks. No? It's Jake Gyllenhaal. It's the guy that kind of is like Toby Maguire. <laughs> yeah, it's Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger. This is on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Okay, let's do it. Uh, you have any final thoughts before we leave? Um. No, I mean, you know, just keep on, keep on streaming. Stream on, man. Stream on. Um, until next time, st uh, sweet streams. Sweet streams, everyone. Sweet streams.